0: If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased To exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now, your hosts, Mark and Mike.
1: Yo, 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 we're back again here on the Carolina Underground coming to you live and in person and in living color from the Replica Bat Cave and down there in the low country in...
2: Well, it's the it's the upstate of South Carolina, but... Well, same to you're south
1: <laughs> of me, it's, it's down there in the bottom somewhere. <laughs> there you go. What's going on? Hold em.
2: Well, not much. I just, was um, I got to say, I'm, I'm mad as I can be at myself.
1: Oh, Lord.
2: White lessons, because I can slick, I, my, my instructor told me I have to have three slick landings in a row, and I can do two of them, and on the third one, I'll bounce it. I did that four times in a row today, and I was so mad at myself, I couldn't stand it.
1: Well, I count it like this. I might not be a flying instructor, but it can't be flubbed too bad because you walked away from the airplane and the airplane didn't catch on fire.
2: Well, that's true. Yeah, and you know what? We did start out. So every aircraft has this thing called an E L T, which is an emergency locate lo, an emergency location transponder. All uh-huh. right. Now, as I was, you know, I just finished the check. Uh, the, you know, the the um, pre flight and all of that stuff. Got the engine started. And as soon as the radio came up, an ELT was alarming. And the instructor, he would you know, he was in there, he was like, hmm, that's not good. And so we started, he started, he was like, nope, just hold everything up. So, I mean, I had to stop everything right there. I was getting ready to do my brake check, and I had to stop, put the mm-hmm. parking brake back on. And at any rate, so this thing was sounding for a good while and i mean these so what the elt does is if you land really really hard or crash that emergency location transponder goes off so that they can find the wreckage okay and so it was going off and i, mean, I guess i guess
1: that kind of explains why when they're out in rough country they always know where the airplane is when it goes down
2: no absolutely yeah we were and i mean it was going off it went off for probably a good five or six minutes and then shut it shut down. And we had to alert the civil air patrol and all of that stuff. And so I did my flight lesson. We landed day. Uh, you know, we came back in and all the civil air patrol guys were sitting there going, we can't find it. It's not going anymore. We don't know what happened. So my assumption is somebody accidentally, somebody screwed up and accidentally set it off and didn't realize they'd set it off or. They set it off by accident doing a test, and were embarrassed.
1: <laughs> that's I my theory. have not been at any airports in South Carolina recently.
2: Well, there you go. So bro. it wasn't me. Wasn't me.
1: You know, do you ever you've heard
2: that song by Chuck Berry, right? It wasn't me. Oh yeah. Well, so the other night, a friend of mine and I went to uh, to to this new place that's just opened up downtown in Spartanburg, right? And we decided that we would. Is uh, it on it the called,
1: left hand side of the stoplight or the right hand side?
2: Spartanburg's a little bigger than that, <laughs> this be now. So, but it was. It's it's called Butthead's Barbecue's down there, uh, Main Street um, in in downtown Spartanburg. But anyway, so they had karaoke night. Now the place is brand spanking new has just opened its doors has not been open for very long and Mm -hmm. it's sitting right next door to pretty much the downtown powerhouse restaurant that that dominates that entire area so there wasn't but maybe five or six people there so lord knows we went up there and started doing karaoke I actually got up there and and warbled a tune or two
1: uh
2: oh um, must have been a
1: lot of Paul Roget No, actually,
2: it was pernicious and hazy little thing, to be honest, but the uh, end result is that that the little little waitress that was talking to us, uh, I, I made a comment and I said, wasn't me, and she had never heard Chuck Berry wasn't me. So, I went up there and I said, well, hell, I'll sing it for you. That's a great song. Went up there to the karaoke dude and asked him if he had it. wasn't me by Chuck Berry, and he did not have it, which... All you got to
1: do is hand him your iPhone.
2: Well, I don't carry an iPhone. I carry an Android. But that's oh, no. but I don't know if they've got a karaoke version of it or not.
1: Well, you just sang along with the words. Well, you just true. pretend you're in the car. Just sang.
2: There you go. Carpool karaoke. Hey, I now, know.
1: think about this. You working in a charity shop, right? Yeah. Where people come and make donations to sell to people, so they give the money to char- to different charities,
2: right?
1: So they come, This lady's working at a charity shop, and I'm not going to say where, but it, they normally was um, this this store, particular store is run by a, ca- a cancer research mm-hmm. this in, uh, institution. So this lady is donating her time to work at the charity shop and they get a donation in. Well, the rule is there ain't nothing in the charity shop over five bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's all they can sell it for. So she's just checking in this stuff and it's, I guess it's kind of like working in the Goodwill. You sift through the stuff that you think will sell and the, that stuff is just mm-hmm. junk. You, you just toss it or recycle it or
0: something.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, she runs across book. She looks at said book. She said, oh, I know this book. It was published in 1937. Okay. It is an extremely rare first edition copy of The Hobbit. Oh, no
2: kidding.
1: No kidding. And so since they could only sell it for five bucks in the shop, they put it online on eBay and it sold for almost 11,000. My goodness gracious. Because uh mm-hmm. there were I think the first edition mm-hmm. uh true first edition there were only like 1500 copies printed.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it was you know in 1937, printing a printing a book was a was a big deal. It, right, not like it is now, not where you self publish now like you can these days.
1: So that's pretty awesome, I think.
2: Oh, that's amazing! Again, and these sort of things happen every night again. Boy, don't you know somebody absolutely hey, hates the fact that they gave that away?
1: I'm the damn fool that pays the eleven thousand dollars for it because I don't ever find it on the sheet. <laughs>
2: yeah, me too.
1: Me too. So, you know, I you know, I got tired of watching Cops in America because I got tired of seeing the Palmetto Inn down there in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm flipping through Amazon, and I got this show called 24 Hours in Custody. And uh-huh. essentially, it is Cops, but it's in a town called Luton in the UK. All right. And... They do stuff completely different, but I have realized that the people over there are just as big a douchebags as people over here.
2: Yeah, I imagine so. I would say it's probably true world all around the world. Is you know you got you got people that have some sense and some decent upbringing, and then you got the rest of
1: them. Well, one thing stuck out about this show. Mm-hmm. There's a guy on there and he's an, you know, they've got all the detectives and detective sergeants and detective inspectors and all, all, you know, it's, you about have to look it up to understand what they're talking about. But after you watch, I'm on like season two now. So I'm like, I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I got it. Mm -hmm. Well, what is
2: it? Enlighten (laughs) me. Uh, I'm getting ready to... minds want to (laughs) know.
1: So they're sitting there, right? And he's talking, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get this guy to confess to murder for hire. All right, okay. so, so
2: confess I'm, now.
1: Well, they're you know they're getting they're trying to get there, investigating it and then they and it and their thing over there. Evidently, when they arrest somebody, they bring them in. They have twenty four hours to commit to uh, interview them and all that stuff to see if they get enough. Evidence to, for charges, right? So there, he's in that process of getting interviewed and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think he did it. I he, you know, he just, but that's neither here nor there. These actually were in like 2011, 2012, or some shit like that. All right. So they're sitting there and they're trying to get the charges and. Um, so that comes back. They interview him, of course. Over there, their version of not saying anything. They just say no comment. And everything the law—that's what the defense attorneys tell them to say. Just no comment. Mm-hmm. And so they ended up finding something that tied him to some cell phone. And um, mm-hmm. so they got a prosecution. The prosecution service comes back and says, "Okay, with this evidence, we think we can charge him with this." This is what you can charge him for you. Mm-hmm. So they were tickled to death. They got to charge this guy. And mm-hmm. so the guy comes back upstairs after they charge him or before he goes down to let the, the guy know, the the suspect know. And he says, yes, we got him. Now we will squeeze the cock of justice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and All righty then.
0: <laughs> so... Uh,
1: so you know th- this is like i'm up late for my me you know this is like like at 10 o'clock so i may be droggy so I, that perked my ears up so <laughs> I, re- Chuck. I rewinded it and that's exactly what he said but come to find out they had you know the rubber chickens like a comedian carries you right. know just to you squeeze it and it uh-huh. makes a sound They have one of those in their office, and every time they get the charges on the suspect, they They squeeze the cock of justice.
2: Nice save. All right. So
1: (laughs) I'm just like, damn. And I have laughed. That was on Sunday that I saw that. So I have been laughing about that all week.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: All right. And I think that ought to be added to the redneck agenda. Because we will make sure the cock of justice gets squeezed. No, absolutely,
2: I think so. (laughs) Well, and so now that's another one of the reasons I find that funny. And is that uh, there was a show called I think it was yeah it was Todd and the Book of Pure Evil, which was an absolutely just ridiculous, brain dead targeted at you know twelve year old. You know, uh, intoxicated
1: boys.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I so so that it was series.
1: so it was like Stripperella.
2: No, it was absolutely up my alley. I, I watched the whole. I, I binge watched the the entire series. No, oh, Lord, I, I just Lord. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. But at any rate, one of the things <laughs> at one point in there, there is a point where he's one of the boys talks to is he's got you know uh, this is an older show and he had a I, I don't think it was a cell phone I think he had a little recording device you know uh, and he turns to it then goes note to self call someone a shit rooster <laughs> <laughs> so we have the cock of justice and a shit, shit rooster. rooster if you catch a shit rooster you squeeze the cock, cock of, of justice,
1: justice. <laughs> very good <laughs> oh that's dear, amazing man, oh. i'm gonna t- oh. you can't make this stuff up i mean you, you you just can't make this stuff up
2: oh i'm pretty sure you can but so I'm what what creative
1: <laughs> i'm creative and i can't make it up uh, so what tomorrow. do you think about did you hear about the uh thacker pass volcano
2: i did not
1: all right thacker pass volcano is a uh, it's i don't think it's a volcano anymore Okay. But um, they have discovered probably one of the largest lithium sedimentary deposits in the world. Okay. And well, where uh, is this? this is in Nevada. Oh,
2: outstanding. Good. Something happened in the United States. I'm sure that the... And the, and here this, the headline the was... Next week to China. The
1: headline was this. The world's largest lithium reserve is nestled along the Oregon-Nevada border in a known as the McDermott Caldera okay
2: well that's good I'm glad that it's there so I'm sure that it will I'm sure so put that in your crack
1: pipe and opium pipe and smoke it you Chinese bastards
2: well but I mean I guarantee you that there's going to be some you know uh, Bolivian ant that can't be moved because they, they're they not going to take that business away from China. That's just not going to happen. Not as long as we have... It will under the redneck part. agenda. Well, that's it. With well, the redneck agenda, we got to get busy. we got to get rid of these people that hate well, the United States and are selling us off so that they can get rich.
1: That is true. You know, I saw something else today that I laugh every time I see it. You know, there uh, is great wisdom in the Andy Griffith show.
2: Oh, absolutely there
1: is. I love yeah. The Andy Griffith Show. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know, Barney writes a song, mm-hmm. and then he gets yep. called down Stelma Lou or whoever and sings <laughs> the song mm-hmm. on the phone. And that one where he sings Pistol Pack and Barney Fife. <laughs> yeah. I have played that like 10 times today. I know the boys at the office have gotten tired of listening to it, but you know what? It just gets funnier every time I hear it. Well, yeah,
2: that was one of the, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, bang, that used to be one of the hallmarks of the Southern culture was witticisms, such as Samuel Clemens and Will Rogers and all that outfit. And it's just gone by the wayside and, and people don't spend their time thinking and wordsmithing the way that they did.
1: Well what you, know, you need just to even do. 30 why, years don't, ago. why don't I send you a link to the video? And all we'll right. post it on the the Whatever the hell it's called now, the twit. Have we got twitter X or yeah, you
2: know, whatever. It, the X tweet. <laughs> X Twitter.
1: I don't know. What so now, name. wait a minute. I'm, I'm just going. I'm going to read the lyrics. Hit him. <laughs> Go ahead. In a jailhouse down in Dixie, <laughs> fighting crime and risking life. Dwelt the sheriff and his buddy pistol pack and Barney Fife. Oh my dare and oh my dare and oh my dare Barney Fife. He's a deadly crime stopper What a copper, Barney Fife <laughs>
0: And then he All says right. now wait a minute, then he goes then
1: so then you know he's singing and then Barney comes in. Or Barney sitting there singing, Andy kind of sneaks up on him and then Andy sings, "Oh my Barney, oh my Barney, had a jail and couldn't lock it, had one bullet for his pistol, had to keep it in his pocket."
2: <laughs>
1: in his pocket. <laughs> it's it's like I don't understand why people don't f- That show is hilarious. Oh, absolutely. And, and it was good natured. It as was
2: just well being hilarious. My my favorite my favorite characters off of there, of course, were Ernest T. Bass. Oh yeah, and Drisco Darling and Drisco, da- Well,
1: my <laughs> other favorite episode is when Otis buys the the race cow, cow for twenty dollars yep. and rides it into the, the courthouse. And I guess I guess I, I guess one thing, Barney, that you know Mayberry and the Andy Griffith Show hits a little bit more. For us, because Mm -hmm. you know, it essentially was based on Mount Airy. Oh, yeah, and so you know, that's just you know, 30 minutes up the road here. So, you know, it's we've Mm kind of grown up with it and all that, but you know, I am one of those people, I own all of them. Oh, yeah, and I do watch them from time to time because they are there's a lot in there. I mean, there's
2: oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and there were a lot of really good things. That was, you know, as I was a child, I don't know. You're probably too young to remember all of the uh, all of the uh, variety shows. I'm and, not too young to up. remember
1: Cracker Barrel.
2: Okay. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to fill me in on that Cracker Barrel. And get some about?
1: buttered sausage.
2: Oh well, yeah, but I'm talking about like laughing. I'm talking. Oh, I about, remember uh, laughing. Hee Haw. Hee Haw. The Carol Hall. Burnett Show. The Carol Burnett Show. And I mean these things were good natured. They Cher and Sonny.
1: And Cher. Sonny and Cher.
2: Sonny and Cher, yep, absolutely. Um
1: yeah. one yeah. of the ones that I used to like, is not really one of those variety shows, but when um um Jay Leno had his show and was doing the tonight show, how he had the fruitcake lady.
2: Oh yes, yeah, she was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that she was she just she she did not pull any punches well
1: (laughs) she got this one girl i was watching it it, somebody's got a lot of the recordings and they post them on the tiktoks Mm -hmm. i love the tiktoks too Mm -hmm. and it's one the girl calls in and says you know she said my i've got a friend a male friend that sleeps with a lot of women and they call him a stud what would you call a woman that did the same oh, yeah? thing? And the fruitcake <laughs> lady didn't bat an eye. Said she's a whore.
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, it's hilarious. But mm-hmm. people, and I think that's one thing that people I have realized, and you know, because you know, politics pisses me off. That's why we try not to talk about it very often anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, people have forgotten how to laugh at themselves and how to find well, yeah. humor in things. And mm-hmm. that's a major problem. I see that as one of the issues that everybody takes themselves too dad blame seriously.
2: Well, again, that's the, that all goes back to the generations of the offended and the perpetually offended. Now, and this is one of the things I've spoken about. Well, I'm not going to get
1: offended until I run out of Paul Roger. When well, they there's quit there's making there's it, it, then we might have a problem.
2: Well, I understand, but the whole point of the, and I've said this many times, and I'll say it many times more, you have to actively choose to be offended. If you actually look at the correct usage of the phrase, it is to take offense. I cannot offend you no matter how hard I try. You have to choose to take offense.
1: That's and again,
2: true. because of the fact, it's just like you said. These people take themselves way too bloody seriously. They're offended
1: by everything. Well, you're disrespecting me. Well, no, well, not I'm not sure di- to think well, so. I and don't that, disrespect anybody. I don't disrespect you. I just don't have any respect for you because that's a two way street.
2: Right. Well respect has to
1: be earned.
2: And again, right. that's the thing. People think that they need that they should that they are should be afforded respect that they have not earned these days. And again, the other part of, I mean that's I, I put that squarely on social media's shoulders. Okay, because people can hide behind that keyboard and screen and mouth off with impunity and not have any repercussions
1: well and then you know i think so. what was i think you know the hodge twins mm-hmm. yeah yeah He said mm-hmm. and you know that's the big difference between the younger generations today and ours you mm-hmm. didn't have yep. the social media you couldn't be a right. keyboard warrior because yep. when you run your mouth you had to stand there and be willing to put your ass on the line because you might get popped upside the head with a Coke cola bottle
2: that's exactly right that's where the uh where the uh one of my favorite phrases do not let your alligator mouth overload your hummingbird ass came from sage advice
1: it is and at mm-hmm. some point it was probably said in andy griffith
2: i doubt they said that they might have said hummingbird behind
1: right well it, i mean uh, they didn't get you know, yeah, but yeah probably
2: yeah it's just. Well, crazy. I mean, they had. There was definitely. Hey, a I learned valuable,
1: life valuable life lessons from Andy Griffith. Though I learned not to let wow. a goat eat dynamite.
2: That is a good point. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's and just stuff. I mean, a, a,
2: a goat, given the opportunity, would eat a stick of dynamite. I'm pretty sure.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing. After I ate that Olive Garden with you the other week, I thought I ate dynamite. <laughs>
2: I, I'm not I, I have no idea. That, so, I can't, so what you think about these
1: that. about these car workers going on strike?
2: Well, I'm think it's fine if they go on strike, but they do a whole heck of a lot better if they just stop voting for Democrats.
1: You're right. Because
2: yeah. those unions, they are the strongest hardcore voters for the Democrat Party, and the Democrats have never done anything for the unions. The Democrats ain't never done anything for
1: nobody, but themselves. themselves. But they're doing it weird. It's not like they're all striking at one time. It's like they're just picking certain plants, and certain plants are striking. And it's just, when they said that, I was like, well, if some people are working under the old contract and still making cars, What's going to stop them from just shifting production to the plants that are still working?
2: Well, my suspicion is that they're, you know, that again, the whole thing, it, it's its the sad part about what we have today is that it's the big money that controls everything in the government. We're just watching a show. This is all political theater to entertain or terrify the masses and it's been that way for a good while. I mean again, when they published the movie Wag the Dog, mm-hmm. and then just a very few months later, we had that entire scenario pretty doggone almost to the letter of the script play out with with, with uh Clinton and Lewinsky. And you know, and at that point it, it became apparent that we were just watching political theater anymore. And so that is the that's the terrible problem. So what I suspect is that they are that the automakers are, you know, in collusion with mm-hmm. the union workers because if they went ahead and pushed things to the point that quite frankly everybody ought to be pushing it to the point of and remember I think I've talked to you about this the federal employees were voted a 5 5.6% pay increase. Now, have you ever had a 5.6 percent cost of living increase? Because I sure as heck haven't.
1: At any rate, if
2: if the citizenry and the people that are paying into the federal government pushed things to the point where they need to be pushed, then the federal government would have to show their true colors and respond. And if they do that, you know they're 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 kind of they're walking that tightrope to try and keep from blowing their cover completely because they think the American population is stupid and doggone If the American population is not doing everything they can to
1: prove them right. Yeah. The American, uh, the, some of them I've run into here lately are pretty damn stupid.
2: I'm with you. Now, I mean, again, and we've said, you know, we've had this conversation a million times before. Don't go thinking I'm a Republican cause I'm not, I don't think the Republicans are any better. they are two sides of the same corrupt. They're all rotten penny.
1: Mm-hmm. All of them are. Cr- I'm not even yeah, a libertarian. How come? Cause, I, I ain't associated with anybody. I am me, and I make up my mind. I think what I think, and I don't need anybody to tell me what they think. Cause I don't care what they think. You're right. I am
2: You're giving the textbook definition of a libertarian right there. But go ahead.
1: Well. <laughs> I don't like I being a party I don't like being lumped in and categorized in a group well no, I
2: understand that I don't disagree with you at all I do not but I mean again you kind of got to have some there's got to be some
1: I believe of, in the night. none of none of the above party
2: well, it was uh, Brewster's millions Brewster's
1: millions don't vote for none Brewster, of the rascals because yeah. they're all all crooked is a dog's hind leg. I don't give a shit which one you vote for.
2: I don't go insulting dogs' hind legs now.
1: Well, sorry, My, little baby Flossie.
2: That's right. My old puppy's gonna get upset if she hears such things. Um,
1: well, she but, evidently uh, you done done something to make her mad.
2: Well, I, that happens all the time. I have not. I have not um, taken her for a. Uh, um, I have to say promenade around oh, the block. She is put out with me, and so. You know, but if I use any other word than that, and if I use that word too many times, then her she's going to realize
1: what it is. <laughs> yeah, I got you. mine is the same way. She, um, she's got a routine. When we leave the office, she does her business. We get back into the house, which is a 45 minute drive. She naps, hmm. then she gets out, she plays with her sticks and then she comes in, eats supper and now she's on her nap.
2: Well there you go.
1: And then she'll be back up playing with sticks in a little bit. But uh, she likes napping. She's mm-hmm. she's pretty good. They, um, yeah, my, and girl, you know is, my saw, girl.
2: is a napping master. But go ahead, sir.
1: It's a shame about all them people over in Libya losing their lives in that floods. So it's like well, it's twenty thousand for- people. Yeah,
2: it's a shame for anybody to lose their lives in a disaster. We 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 should be an awful lot better at, at, at playing against those sorts of things.
1: But Well, you would have we're thought, cool. but um, I'm not sure I'm not as sure exactly what went on and what caused it. You know what I mean? Well, you I'm know, not that's sure. one
2: of the things that I have wondered for years and years and years. Okay, I mean we can build pipelines. Okay, we know how to build pipelines. We can build culverts. We can build all sort of transmission systems. So why do we not have a system of pipelines? Because in the deserts in Nevada and Arizona and places like that, they are constantly having trouble running out of water. Good Lord, California has drained reservoirs many, many times. And so we got the Mississippi, and we frequently flood you know Kansas and Missouri and places like that. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have some pipelines set up upstream that can pump out a significant amount of that water?
1: Well it looks levees
2: from busting.
1: It looks like this flood was actually called by a medicane, which is the term they use for a hurricane in the Mediterranean so it was caused by a, a hurricane named Daniel Well, with gale force gun. winds. Yeah, so that's kind of rough. And, you know, they got that. I don't know where Lee went, but he's out there well, somewhere. He,
2: I think he headed up towards Nova Scotia last time I heard anything about it.
1: All I can say is I hope people in Canada are safe, but I'm thankful he didn't hit here.
2: Well, by the time they get up that far, it's usually just a bad rainstorm. Now, I mean when you get the Arctic blast, or what do they call it? The the jet stream coming down mm-hmm. and the hurricane going up and a nor'easter coming in, that's when you get your perfect storm type. Well
1: it, so, it looks like going. Saturday it's supposed looks like it's gonna make landfall just on the side of Maine. Yeah. That's solution, uh, right? Well, yeah, but it looks like part of the the outlying circle will be covering new parts of New England, like New Hampshire, Maine. They'll get like that. rain.
2: There'll be rain in Maine. But
1: it is still a hurricane. And then... Um,
2: faced mainly with disdain. Sorry, I couldn't help but do that. I really could probably have helped it, but I, <laughs> I'm i sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go sit in the corner and think about what I've done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are gonna get the ruler? I gonna pop it up.
2: I hear you. We well, could go you.
1: back to singing Barney songs.
2: Oh my lord, no! Please, we'll
1: <laughs> have a single
2: listener left if we got any left now. <laughs> hey, we are a lot
1: better than some of them.
2: That is true. That is true.
1: I still one of my favorite podcasts is I listen in, uh, to a podcast called The Wittering White yeah. Oh, and it's a man and wife. Um, about the man is considered is, is older than us. The lady is probably around our age, but mm. um, they are hilarious. <laughs> he is. He does have the been. He is. It was a um, an, an agent for actors and stuff like that. And his son is a semi as well. Not semi. He is a pretty famous comedian called Jack Whitehall. Mm-hmm. but um, they are hilarious. <laughs> well, so what What was
2: that? Did you send me that Joe Rogan clip where the guy was talking about the uh, pre- humans, the predators, the natural predators? Yeah.
1: Of I, yeah, I sent that to you, I think. I've
2: been looking
1: all over the place trying to find
2: that whole clip because that is, I got to hear the rest of that. Well, that's thing. what I was, is I was saying
1: as I was trying to find it. Somebody yeah. sent it to me, and I don't remember who, and I hadn't been able to find. It's got to be on Spotify somewhere, because that's where all Joe Rogan shows are. But well, yeah, um, but I
2: get, you got to find out what in the world the topic was and who the speaker was. But that was the doggonest thing I'd ever heard in my life. I want to know more about that. And well, that's kind of yeah.
1: interesting, isn't it? And then I, you know, we got something we ain't going to share tonight. But uh, that other story I sent you about the mm-hmm. the uh, Slavic lady, okay. I think that was. Emailed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that was email. Yeah. But again, that's one of those. I mean, again, the, the, there is—it's intriguing because there is truth to the fact that the only predator of humankind in in racial memory, in, in in human memory, has been other humans. Which is why we treat each other the way that we treat each other to a large degree, because you know we're, or, we're designed to. Well, okay?
1: that that's not entirely true.
2: Well, I didn't say entirely. I said large, because when you uh, get to
1: certain places, we are not at the top of the food chain.
2: Well, we're not really at the top of the food chain anywhere because we don't have claws, we don't have fangs, we're not particularly strong or fast, but we are relatively clever, and we're not on the menu for most things. Most stuff doesn't want to eat us for some reason
1: it's because we put all these chemicals in our body and we taste like garbage
2: well that's probably true that is probably true i can't argue with that
1: that's a fact
2: i don't doubt it i don't know well I, i but the only reason i can't argue with you about it at all is i've never taken part in eating a human being so i don't know what we taste like. hey
1: well you're getting ready to find out they've learned how to take human cells and make steaks
2: You have got to be kidding me.
1: No, I'm not kidding. They've done that somewhere. I think it was in the UK somewhere. Why on earth would anybody research that? (laughs) Well, they got to find something to do with the aborted babies. Good gracious. That is just absolute idiocy. Goodness. (laughs) I mean, that's just kind of gross, I thought. I mean, does that make us all like Hannibal the Cannibals?
2: Well no that is cannibalism. I mean I don't care if you grow something out of it or not if the base of if the base material is cells from a human being then you eat that you are by definition a cannibal. In my book I mean so here
1: this is the headline this was uh when was this was actually in the New York Times December the 7th.
2: Mhm. Why does that not surprise me? The Stakes
1: grown from human cells spark interest and outrage.
2: I'm on the outrage side. I'm sorry. That's just absurd. I wonder how many billions of tax dollars went to fund that research.
1: (laughs) There is no telling. Grow, here it is. Let's see if this one...
2: Uh, you, know, you, you ever stop and think if, if, if the money that our federal, just the federal government has thrown away just in my lifetime and your lifetime same lifetime not combined if that money were applied to something useful like Or left in the social
1: security fund?
2: Yeah, or 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 you know, curing cancer, or interstellar space travel, or something like that. Hell, we'd already be have colonies on Neptune, heading outside of the dadgum universe. I mean, it's just this is, golly, Pete, what in the world? I, I'm sorry, that stuff. I, I'm on. I am. I am definitely weighing in on the outrage side. I cannot I believe cannot believe anyway
1: thankfully i have given up red meat so
2: (laughs) even if you hadn't i mean even if you hadn't given up red meat that particular red meat well i mean again they want us to eat bugs they've got this um fake meat that they can make and and the whole thing you know the whole story about that fake meat stuff is you know we've been able to make you know, materials out of soy and stuff like that, that that resemble the texture of meat sufficiently, that it can be done. And it's been something that we've been able to do for a long, long, long time. Um, but there is, and I'm going to probably get this wrong, there is a component in actual animal meat, animal protein that is called heme iron. Okay, mm-hmm. and if you don't have that heme iron in the cells of that substance, it doesn't. T- no matter what you do to it, it will not taste enough like meat to scare you. Know, to, to confuse people, but this impossible stuff um, is supposed to have that. Okay? Hey, but I will yeah.
1: say this on that vegan stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
1: One thing is for sure, when you go around here, when they call them for snow, mm-hmm. and you go to the grocery store, yeah. if you can't find anything else, you'll always find that, because nobody touches that crap. It just stays well, right there.
2: It does stay right there, but the reason is that the chemical, as I understand it, and I'm not, I'd have to do more research to be able to
1: talk about Well, you're more it, you know, scientific than that. I am, so you probably know. Well, I'm just I, the pretty one. You're the brains. I know what I've read. But I don't
2: I would have to research it before I could. I mean, so I mean, I, and and if anybody wants to call me out on it, that's fine. I'll do the research and talk about it. But anyway, the processes that they have to put that stuff through are unbelievably hazardous and toxic to the environment in order to create that stuff that is meat. So I mean, again, it's much better for the environment just to grow a dead gum cow than to make that stuff.
1: Well, the cow but, may pass gas in its lifetime.
2: Well, you know what? We can use methane to fire up fuel cells to charge electric cars. Why not? <laughs> put, a, put a muffler on every cow's butt and recycle their methane.
1: Maybe that's why Otis wrote it. It had a muffler on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> could be. Could be. Oh, when I got myself, I I got myself. Went out and uh, you know I'd heard that they were uh, the Germans were bringing back, uh, trying to bring back masks and COVID mandates.
1: Uh
2: I've heard some rumblings of a couple of excuse me universities in the in the United States that were doing it. So I went out and I got myself one of those um, um, plague doctor
1: masks. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: So that's the mask that I'm gonna wear if they bring back mask mandates, I will that is the mask I'm gonna wear.
1: Well I'm gonna make off some of our piss off some of our green friends.
2: Oh, go ahead, my friend.
1: Recently there was a volcano explosion, right? Yeah. In twenty four hours more CO two was put into the atmosphere in from this explosion than the entirety of human history. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's not the one that was underwater and uh, blew all the steam into the upper atmosphere that's caused the extreme high humidity and the record heat.
1: No, this is a different yeah. one. I'm speaking about a different right. one. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. I think it was like, um, it was in Russia. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't speak Russian, and I'm not going to try to pronounce it, because if I try to pronounce it, I'm looking at it. And it looks like it's something that a Southerner can't say.
2: Yeah, if it's if it's more than thirty percent consonants, a Southerner can't pronounce
1: it. <laughs> it's not nuanced.
2: It is not sufficiently nuanced. Yeah, c- consonants are not nuanced. Vowels have nuances.
1: That's right.
2: And diphthongs and triphthongs.
1: You, you know, know they're, they're, Somebody said there was something about we're going to be a green comet coming.
2: Well, that's intriguing. I'll have to look about. Look, uh, um, I don't know nothing about a green comet. We how, were, many our, how many people out there? You think there are anymore that know what a diphthong or a trip thong is? Uh,
1: probably, <laughs> if they're probably the people our age. I guarantee you, the young ones don't. No, they don't teach that anymore. Evidently, no, Comet C slash two zero two three A three was discovered at the start of this year, and it is. Uh, Looks like it is going to be coming around and will be closest in late September of 2024.
2: All right. She'll be coming around that mountain in 2024,
1: eh? Yeah, but that's kind of interesting, you know, because, you know, comets always were signs in the old days of something happening. Like Mark Twain was born with Haley's Comet. Mm-hmm. And then he famously predicted that he expects to go out with Hamley's comet, and he mm-hmm. did,
2: and he most certainly did. Yeah, now yeah, you know that's another variants. rare
1: thing. Uh, John Adams yeah,
2: predicting your own death.
1: <laughs> well, sorry. yeah. Well, I mean, really. Yeah. You John know, John Adams
2: A- or John Quincy Adams? John Adams. John Adams. Okay.
1: And you know his um, arch rival, so to speak. Thomas Jefferson
2: yes,
1: died within hours of each other on July the 4th, 1826.
2: That I did not know.
1: That's a fact. Uh, John Adams was, I want to th- say, 90. And I think Thomas Jefferson, when he died, was 83. Hmm.
2: Well, that's a ripe old age anyway. So... Uh, and I even late know late.
1: Je- Thomas Jefferson's last words.
2: <laughs> All right. Hit me.
1: Hey, th- no, this is true. This isn't a joke. This oh, okay.
2: True. I was I was just, I didn't even, I was not even sure where it was going. Go ahead, sir. I, no I
1: doctor, nothing more.
2: No doctor, nothing more. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it makes sense.
1: And then, of course, I- you know, Jefferson and John Adams didn't get along.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But because um, Jefferson Adams wanted a strong executive branch, Jefferson, of course, was against a strong executive branch. So the as rumor had the as rumor we're saying, ha-
2: Jefferson right. was correct, right? Like, go ahead.
1: But behind his back, it's like Jefferson kind of called him a heretic and stuff like that. Mm. So it's you know it was. Um, And John Adams got hurt, and he didn't like it. And evidently, like, it kind of was once something that, especially after they retired and didn't have to be around each other, it kind of, that was one of the catalysts for them to drift apart because they had been good friends up until that point. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, it is is entirely possible to ruin a friendship by saying something that somebody doesn't like. And, I mean, again, I've... I have to say it I, I, because I tend to I tend to have uh, I, I have very few filters on, on the thoughts in my head, and a lot. Amen of to that. that. Yeah, a lot of people take f- offense at the things that I say, and I mean, I'm, I've always had to tell people, look, if I'm if I'm if I intend to offend you, you'll know it. <laughs> oh. there will not be any doubt. Oh, yeah, I it will be. Point. If
1: I, The same with me. If I intend to offend yeah. you, it will be offensive.
2: Right. <laughs> there I, ain't going to be and any. I, Yeah, there will be no doubt. And if I, if I don't intend to offend you and I do offend you, please tell me. Let me know that I have offended you. Now, again, calling somebody a heretic, that's kind of hard to not take offense
1: to. Well, it was behind his back. He wasn't supposed to hear it. Well,
2: nonetheless, it's always best not to say something behind somebody's back that you don't want them to hear. Because Well,
1: Jefferson probably would have said it to his face, given an opportunity.
2: Well, that's probably true, but still saying something behind somebody's back, nothing travels faster in this world than gossip.
1: Well, I, mean, I don't nothing- blame Jefferson. I blame the person that he told told Adams.
2: Well, I kind of I kind of think there's plenty of blame to be
1: Just sure a little busybody, just a little gossiping heifer. Little, well, snitches get stitches. I just <laughs> remember that. <laughs> that
2: all depends. That all depends on where you what what on, on which and manner, the redneck what, agenda. Yes, sir.
1: Snitches get stitches. <laughs> Unless it's somebody that's messing with my baby dog. And then you better mm-hmm. tell me who messed with my baby dog because they better pray they write right with whoever they are praying to and they think created them because they're going to get a one-way ticket to meet them. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I got to uh, check you. this out because mm-hmm. if they mess with my baby dog, I got a big, tall tree and a short piece of rope. There you go. And the tree's over 100 years old, so it'll hold anybody, including my fat ass. Mm-hmm. Whew, I done got riled up. My dander's done got up. Good gracious! What well, on what purpose did that? Thinking happen? about somebody messing with my baby dog. Well, now why would anybody mess with your baby dog? Don't even
2: get old. Don't get work, worked up over it.
1: Because people is crazy and mean and cruel.
2: Yeah, they don't have to be, but a lot of a lot of times they are. I mean, again, that's one of the things we keep threatening to talk about is the psychology of it of course the fact that if you took this if you take a psychological analysis of groups you can take individual psycho the psychoanalysis of individual people and some people are absolutely brilliant some people are absolutely wonderful i can't remember what the the, the mark is but it's something relatively low like 25 or 30 i think hmm. that when you get into a crowd of 25 to 30 people and you take that collective psychoanalysis they're always psychotic <laughs> even if they're made up of intelligent people and that's just what's absolutely amazing to me it's that group dynamic just does something well saying that's
1: why i don't usually get around a lot of people i just stay away from people altogether
2: i understand
1: i mean and it's not that you know i can't get along with people and it's stuff like that but <laughs> i
2: choose not to
1: but <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, I don't, dude, I don't even go to, like, stores anymore.
2: I understand, I understand. Well, that's like I saw, that was one of my, one of the memes that popped up here not too terribly long ago, it says there are seven billion people in this world, I like six of them.
1: That's about right, I can, I can see that.
2: Yeah, that's, that's and I guess,
1: I guess our last topic we're going to touch on tonight, because we're running Uh out of time is, you know, we recently saw an indictment come down.
2: you talking about on Hunter?
1: On Hunter.
2: Yeah. For his about, gun um,
1: charges. It's a little bit kind of like how Joe Biden's comments and strictness on gun control and stuff like that has mm-hmm. kind of come back to haunt him because now if he just steps in and does anything, mm-hmm. it's not going to look so good well
2: my understanding is that they're already they've already put together plans to wait until the next thing that they're going to do on Trump so that they can try to keep the media coverage off a of hunter I've already heard that and it doesn't surprise me because it's that's the that's the game I mean it's just so absurd and i I'm, I'm kind of tired of watching the game I I just assume they stopped taking, you know, stop assuming that we're all idiots. Granted, most of us are, but not all of us.
1: What's the song? And maybe I am too. To be an American, what was that song? American Idiot? Green Day? Was that Green Day? I don't want
2: to be an American idiot. I think we already are. Yep. 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 Yep.
1: Let's go get some buttered sausage. Roger that, my friend, and, and, some, and squeeze the cock of justice. Squeeze, <laughs> always eat buttered sauces, drink Paul Roget, and squeeze the cock of justice. And that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between, and we gone.
0: You have a good night, sir. <laughs> You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at CarolinaUND.com grnd hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com and if you've got questions or comments send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com stay gen x strong see you next time on the carolina underground